All right, this is part two. Uh, turn with me in your Bibles to Galatians 5 and put a finger over in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Galatians 5. And then 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Last week we began part one of this series on the Holy Spirit. And the series is titled, Truth Manifests Power. Truth manifests power. And last week, week one, we talked about the spirit of truth. And Jesus said when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will lead you into all truth and he will reveal all truth to you. Today, week two, we're going to talk about manifests manifest. We're going to talk about what the Holy Spirit manifests, the fruit, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And then week three, which is next week, which happens to be communion, we're going to be talking about the power of the Holy Spirit. Oh, man, he just laid out, again, I, I don't have time, I wish I did, um, but look into what this calendar, the Jewish calendar, and the festivals, these three that we just hit upon today being Yom Kippur. Kippur. I never say. I want to say, poor. Oh yeah, because it is the water pouring ceremony. Oh my goodness, how funny! Um, but this is the holiest day of the year. This is the day of atonement today. This is the. Remember. Before Jesus, there was only one day a year that the holy priest could come into the holy of holies. It was today. And Jesus, the atonement, when he gave his all, the great sacrifice, that curtain was ripped. And then God says, you know what? I'm going to make you the temple. The holy of holies, you know where that is? Right here. So he's drawing us in. Last Sunday was the, the feast of trumpets when he blew the, the trumpets and he was calling us, come closer, come closer. And now today is Yom Kippur. Where he says right here, the holy of holies. Oh, so the manifest, we're going to talk about that manifest union, that fruits, the gifts. The Holy Spirit. The definition of manifests means to display, to be evidence of, to be clear or obvious to the eye or mind. There should be clear and obvious evidence that proves a believer is filled and following the leading of the Holy Spirit. That's the fruit and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So I want to talk first about the fruit. The fruit of the Holy Spirit. Hold your e or Galatians 5. We're going to get there in just a second. But just like a fruit-bearing tree, the fruit is proof of what kind of tree it is, right? I mean, you don't walk up to an apple tree and expect to grab an orange. 
You don't see an apple on the ground and expect to look up and see an orange tree, right? It's the same with people. Matthew 7:20, Jesus said, you're going to know them by their fruit. When you are filled with and following the leading of the Holy Spirit, the Spirit will produce His fruit in your life. And there's no law against these fruits, against these things. And we're going to look at that more on Wednesday nights. You want to be here on Wednesday nights. So in Galatians 5, we're going to start with verse 16, which sounds a lot like Romans 8, which is what we're going to be digging into. He says, so I say, live by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the sinful nature. They are in conflict with each other, so that you do not do what you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under law. The acts of the sinful nature are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, Selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you as I did before that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Again, we're going to look at that Romans 8, which says the same thing on Wednesday night. Verse 24, those who belong to Jesus Christ, or Christ Jesus, have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. When you are filled filled with and following the leading of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will produce His fruit in your life. Manifest His fruit in your life. Remember that this is, have I said it enough? His fruit. And it will be evident in your life, if you are filled with the Holy Spirit and continue to follow and obey. And he lists, there is nine fruits here. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. But you do not produce these fruits. They're his fruit. His fruit in your life. All we do, so stop trying.
trying. I mean, it's as, remember, I, I've used this illustration before. You don't walk by an apple tree and hear it going, apple, 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 apple. It's not out there struggling to produce apples. Well, you can't, and you, you know, it seems ludicrous because we do do this. We struggle, oh, be gentle, ah, I'm being patient, yeah. right? Oh, self-control, stop that, oh, self-control, oh, stop that, oh, self stop that, right? It's absurd, it's his fruit. Jesus said in John 15, 5 through 8, I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, though, you can do nothing or no good thing. Where does that sound like you've heard that before? If anyone does not remain in me, he is like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. But if you remain in me, and my words remain in you, there it is again, you have to obey. You have to know the word, you have to obey the word. Ask whatever you wish and it will be given to you. This is to my Father's glory, what? That we just barely make it? That we uh, struggle to produce that fruit? No. He said it's to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit. Showing yourselves to be my disciples. But it's not your work. It's his work, the Holy Spirit, when we're filled with and following, remember all last week we talked about following, following, following the Holy Spirit or keep in step as we just read with the Holy Spirit. It's his work, it's his fruit. These nine that are listed, it's his, but they will be produced in us when we just stay connected. To the vine. Our only responsibility is to tend to the nurturing of, that we don't lose connection with the vine, that we stay fully surrendered and yielded to the vine, that his fruits and his working through us can, can come out of us, through us out of us. It's his fruit. I'll tell you, I had this humongous revelation just in pre-service prayer this morning. Because while I was praying for this message, while I was praying for you guys, I was thinking about that and he said, stop calling them fruits. His fruit. It's the fruit of the spirit that produces this multiplication of fruits though. But it's his fruit. And then he directed me to Revelations 22.2. Where it talks about the tree of life is on either side of the river of life in heaven. Right? 
He's describing heaven in Revelations 22. And he says on both sides is the tree of life. And do you know what the tree of life produces? Twelve fruits. One for every month it says. The tree of life produces what? It's one tree producing multiple fruits. But what is the fruit? It's the fruit of the tree of life. It's multiple, and it lists 12. Here we're given nine. Who's the three that are missing? And he says in, in heaven, in heaven, the tree of life, 12 fruits. Do you know what two represents? It's symbolic in the Bible for union. Two, two, two. Revelations 22, two. Oh, come on. Somebody had to have gotten that today, besides me. I, I was dumbfounded at the deepness of God, which is how we should be. Not dumb, but I mean, I, I was telling him in worship, I am so undone in your presence, and yet I am complete. I, I don't know how that works. And I don't know how he works these fruits out through us by just yielding to him and it comes as one fruit. Yet it's in multiple fruits. But it's his work. All we have to do is yield to, stay surrendered to, and obey the vine. He says, I do, and he works these through me. And yet over in, I think it's 2 Peter chapter 1, where he says, you need to add to your, we talked about this on a Wednesday night, you need to add to your faith. What? He started with goodness, remember? You need to add to, well, aren't those fruits? Isn't, see, the Bible contradicts itself. No, he's talking about tending to. Tending to Jesus, God says, I've given them each a seed of faith, right? But he says, what? To keep adding to your faith, to increase your faith, to stretch your faith, faith, act upon your faith, right? So the same thing is he's telling you that you, when you stay connected to the vine and you let him work through you, he will produce his what? Fruit that is the much fruit. And what else? Tend to it. As good stewards, tend to it. Don't think that you're uh, producing it. But you tend to it. Oh, I need to stay in peace. I need to stay in joy. I need to stay in goodness. I need to stay in patience. I need to stay. It's not my work doing this. I can't produce anything good apart from him. But it's in staying connected to him. The fruit of the Holy Spirit in your life manifests is the evidence that can be seen and proves that God is truly in you. That's how the world knows. That's the evidence. Manifest. It proves. You'll know them by their fruit. Gifts. 
gifts of the Holy Spirit are different from fruits, just like in, the, in our physical realm, right? A, a fruit is not a gift unless the gift is the fruit. But if you're gifting fruit, it's not really a gift. Let's just not call it that. It's not. It's, it's not. But it's the same thing. But the Holy Spirit's gifts are different than our idea of gifts. See, our idea of gifts, and I love gifts. And I do love October. I'm sorry, I do. I love January. I love December. I love October. I love April, our anniversary month. I love any celebration that brings me gifts. Let me just tell you. But I love giving as much as I love receiving. You know, that's when I got down. I, I like that. So anyway, but our idea of gifts is when we give a gift, it's no longer ours, right? As a matter of fact, if we give a gift and we hold on to some portion of ownership, we call that, oh, that's a gift with strings attached, right? Yeah. Right? So when we give gifts in our physical realm, we give ownership of it, right? But the Holy Spirit gifts aren't that way. He allows us the use of this gift, him working his gift through us, but he maintains ownership. It's his. I get a little nervous when somebody comes up to me and proclaims themselves as a title of a gift. I'm like, I'm just going to stand over here in case lightning comes. I'm just going to back up a little bit because those are his gifts. He owns them. He allows us as a cord, if I can use that illustration from a few weeks ago, to be the venue of his operation. Right? He don't have to use us. Let's just be honest for a second, right? He is God. His Holy Spirit can show up, if I can just say zap, can zap people without us. He can do that. He chooses a willing, yielded vessel at times to push his gift through. For the need of another. And what happens to the vessel that gets to be used? Yeah! Right? You ever, you ever be able to lay hands on somebody and pray for them and see them healed? You feel like you just got blessed more than the person just got healed. Got blessed, right? When, when you can speak a word and you're like, where's this word coming from? And that person is just breaking down and crying and saying, that's exactly what God told me last night. You're like, yes! Right? That's why he does that. He could go around us, but he's a twofer. He likes two for the price of one. You think, I like sales. He really likes sales. He likes the twofer. Yeah. The, the I'm going to buy that one, but I'm going to get this one too. 
that's what his gifts are all about, is that he chooses to use a yielded vessel to work his gift through for the need of another, and then at any time he pulls it back. Why? Because he maintains ownership of it. It's his gifts. He is. The, all the titles that you want to title yourself, he is. And written, let's just read that. In 1 Corinthians, I told you to turn there anyway, right? 1 Corinthians chapter 12, starting with verse 4. Here it is. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but the same God works all of them in all men. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one there is given through the Spirit the message of wisdom. To another the message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another the faith by the same Spirit. To another gifts of healing by that one Spirit. To another miraculous powers. To another prophecy. To another distinguishing between spirits. To another speaking in different kinds of tongues. And still to another the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same Spirit, and He gives them to each one just as He determines. We are just the cord. We're just the vessel that He's pouring His gift through to meet the need of another for the common good. Wisdom, knowledge, faith, gifts of healing, working of miracles, prophecy, discerning of spirits, diverse kinds of tongues, which is languages that we should not know by our own natural. I mean, if you know Spanish and you speak in Spanish, that's not speaking in different tongues. It's speaking in an unknown language. You didn't know that language. It's also speaking in our heavenly language, an interpretation of the tongues. And the AG put together this little brochure because I do not have time to go through each one of these fruits fruits or gifts of the Holy Spirit. And so when you leave today, Brian and, and another usher, um, I got enough for everybody to get one of these. All right? It's our investment into you. Read this. It takes about 10 minutes, if you're a slow reader like me, to read through this. And it's powerfully um, and easy to understand. All right? Because you need to know this. You need to know what's available or else you won't take it off the shelf, right? Right, right? It's like somebody saying you own a car, what's the first thing you're gonna say? Where's the keys? That's right, Shannon had it, me too. I don't even care about the title, you told me I own it. I wanna see the keys. Why? Because I'm going for a test drive. Not just a test drive, I'll be back later, you know? I'm going for a ride. So make sure you get this. You need to know what's available. The Holy Spirit, when we stay plugged in, again, it's another one that where we just remain plugged in. We are the cord. Stay connected. And that's your tending to. That's your nurturing of. That's your stewardship role, is to stay connected, stay connected, stay connected. And he works these, his fruit through you much fruit 
through you and he works his gifts through you so you're continually just yielded yielded for the common good to meet the need of another and boy if I had I wish I had time to really get this one and maybe we'll talk about it more on Wednesday nights that's the key right there Oh, I'll talk about it in a minute. That's right. I did write it into this message. Thank you, Lord. I'll talk about it in a minute. In order for a believer to be used in the gifts, one must be yielded and willing to be used. I've heard over and over again, and I've been there. I've been there. I struggle with it. When God gives me a word, I know that he's given me a word to speak when I'm in a congregational setting like this. Um, I, I go immediately to, you know, I don't want to say debating with the Lord or arguing with the Lord, but are you sure this is for everyone, God? Is it just for me or is it for everyone? Yeah. Is it for me? Is it for everyone? I immediately start asking because he will give us words for ourselves. And I don't want to be one that just, you know, blows off every time I hear a little something and, you know, next thing I know I'm, you know, saying things that were just for me. But I've also held on to things that I've later heard somebody else then, you know, be used. And then they speak out and I'm like, that's exactly what you were telling me, Lord. I'm, and then I go into, I'm so sorry, Lord, I missed it. Please give me another opportunity. I'm yielded. I'm willing. I want you to use me. Why? Not so somebody can come up and say, oh, good word, Brenda, good word. I'm like, I'm the cord. Wasn't my word or else I probably would have been a little harsher. Right? Because I'm the one that's, you know. I want to just get the word out there, get it fast. Don't do that. You know, go on. God's a lot more loving than that. You know, he can spank and love us at the same time like your daddy used to do. I'm sure he was just as good, but not as good as my daddy, where he would be crying when he had to spank our butt. It hurts me more than you. And I actually believed it. In my rebellious teenage, I'm like, yeah, I don't believe that. And then when I had kids, I'm like, yeah, I believe that. Right? It hurts him to cry. Anyway, this should be very humbling and yet very empowering at the same time when the Holy Spirit is using you to push his gift through for another. But plugging in, plugging in, that's what you have to stay... Uh, aware of. Not for your glory, it's his manifesting power and glory through you. I mean, the cord don't get to dance around and say, yay, look what I did. You, when do we ever do that? Yay, look at the cord. No, we're talking about the vacuum or we're talking about the power, right? We never talk about the cord. Hello. Again, these gifts involve a cooperation between the believer and the Holy Spirit. It's cooperation with, it's staying plugged in, nurturing, nurturing, stewarding. One Spirit, His gifts. He's the one working them. He will work His gifts through us as He determines. That's another thing. I've heard people, like I said, take some of these gifts of the Spirit, put them, slap them on like a title, and I am now um, kind of scary to me. 
because his word says that he will use everyone in these that's willing and yielding to meet a need. Now, I'm not talking about the five, the fivefold ministry. That's something different. I'm talking about the service of or the gifts of these things. Because I can see some of you, your mind's going, but I thought there was an office of prophet, right? That's an office. But that's to the church. That's an appointment of, like the pastor. Anyway, I don't want to get off on that either. All right, here's the warning. And then we're going to be closing. Because I want to, I want to make sure we have plenty of time for altar. Because this is, this is a pressing in time at the end of this message. And I'll tell you why in just a minute. But here's the warning. Uh, turn with me over at Matthew chapter 7. There are false counterfeit manifestations of the gifts. Do you know why there's counterfeits? Do you ever see anybody counterfeiting a penny? A $1 bill? $5 bill? No, because it's not worth much. The enemy wants to counterfeit those things that are worthy, that are important. Why? Because if he can get a fault or a counterfeit in there, he thinks that he can dismiss then the whole gift itself. But Jesus warns us, Matthew chapter 7, and here it is again in verse 15. Watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. By their fruit you will recognize them. There it is. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, by their fruit you will recognize them. And listen to this. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only he who does the will of my Father. There it is again, obeying the word. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name, in your name drive out demons and perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, and again, this is red letters, Jesus saying this, I never knew you. I never knew you. Jesus said, those who obey my words, keep my words, obey my words, are my disciples. Then they will know the truth and the truth will set them free. That word know, again, we've talked about this, is that intimate, that number two, that union of two into one. Knowing. What? When? 
when you obey, when you stay connected to the vine, when you stay abiding and obeying that word, yielded, surrendered. He said, now those are my disciples. Those are my disciples. The Holy Spirit can then push through and produce his fruit in your life. He can then work through you his gifts for the good of others, meeting their needs whenever the situation calls for it. Do you understand? He's working through. He's working through. That is when we are completely free. That's when we walk in freedom. We're not struggling around to be good. Oh, oh, I need to be good. Be good. Be good. Stop doing that. Be patient. Oh, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Right? There's no more struggle there. There's peace. We're going to talk about this next week. That God did not give us a spirit of fear, but what? Power love and a sound mind. What is sound mind? Peace. Love, power, peace. Power is manifested out of peace within for the love of others. When it's all about you and what you can do and look at God, use me, look at this, look at this. Now it's not for the love of others anymore. And that's where that false counterfeit. They know how to use the name. They know how to grab that gift and apply it when they want it. And God loves people enough. He wants that, that need met. But when they stand before him and they say, Oh, Lord, Lord. Do you know what it means to call somebody Lord? It means you fully obey. And he says, Don't call me Lord. I'm not your Lord. You are not completely following me. You are not obeying me. That Romans 8, that you were, you were saying you were obeying. You were calling me Lord, but you're following somebody else. Something else. Don't call me that. I never knew you. So in summary, the believer who is filled with and following the leading of the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Truth, will have clear evidence by the manifestation of the Holy Spirit's fruit in their life. The believer who is yielded and willing to be used of the Holy Spirit will have opportunity to see the manifestation of the gifts. Gifts of the Spirit being worked through them for the common good. Again, it's His fruit, His gifts. His. Isn't that freeing? What's my responsibility? Throw up your hands. Throw up your hands. Yield to. Surrender to. Completely obey and follow. Fill me, God. Use me, God. I'm all for you. All for you. Would you stand? Like I said earlier, today is Yom Kippur.
Kippur. The Day of Atonement. The, the holiest day of the year. things that he had to do and dress up and, and come in and only once a year could he go into the Holy of Holies and ask for atonement for the nation for the people but upon Jesus death on the cross the great sacrifice the lamb that was slain before the creation of the world God ripped apart that curtain that separated his holy of holies from us. And he said that I will now make my temple among you. He even calls us his temple. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And so I want us to press in today in today and I want there to be an emptying of and as a matter of fact on Wednesday nights on Wednesday night one of the words that came in said I give the Holy Spirit permission this is a prayer that was being prayed and it's so appropriate for right now I give the Holy Spirit permission to turn up the heat in us to begin to forge out any dross any junk anything that does not line up with your word replace it with your word I love that. And also another uh, word that came in on Wednesday nights. This person wrote, I see a man and a woman dressed in white dancing. And I hear the Holy Spirit say, We partnership. Our communion is like this dance. When we both try to lead, you become frustrated. We step on each other's feet and you want to pull away from me. But when I lead, the Holy Spirit says, and you follow, you can come closer. You feel safe in my embrace and there is no struggle. Oh, come on. Come on, let's press in right now.